Welcome to Dead North's Blight Christmas, Day 6. A brief history of evil Santa from Reverend Matt's Monster Science. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. Even good Santa is a little creepy. But this episode isn't about good Santa. A Brief History of Evil Santa, written, produced, and performed by Reverend Matt's Monster Science, which is to say, Matthew Kesson, which is to say, me. Hi, I'm Reverend Matt, and today we're going to talk about Evil Santa, who is very different, you understand, from Good Santa, who is the usual Santa, of course. It is difficult to say whether he is lawful or chaotic or neutral good, and the fact that very many of you likely understood the reference I've just made is astonishing to me, as I'm a nerd of very nearly 50 years of age, and remember when Dungeons & Dragons players were few and endangered because of sport hunting. And already I've wandered off topic, which I mustn't do, because we've got quite a lot of ground to cover. There is a lot of evil Santa, more stories about evil Santa than conventional mathematics can express, presumably because it's easy. Santa is a magical entity who brings you presents. Everyone in Christendom knows this. He is, again, good, and more than that, widely known, so widely that children are encouraged to believe that he is actually real, presumably so that parents can later observe the little one's cruel disillusionment and laugh mirthlessly. What better and better-known character could be used to subvert the concept of goodness, then? Well, maybe God, but then... Evil God is pretty popular, too, and in, indeed a certain reading of the Old versus New Testaments might propose that he in fact predates the Good God. We will further bring down the numbers of evil Santas by remembering that this is an episode of Reverend Matt's Monster Science, which is of course a show about monsters. We will therefore eschew evil human Santas, who are extremely plentiful. Serial killers in Santa suits are especially common, seen in films including, but not even remotely limited to, Silent Night, Deadly Night, To All a Good Night, and All Through the House, and so forth. It appears that every single lyric of a Christmas poem or carol has its corresponding serial killer Santa movie. Remember the modern horror classic, Hither Page and Stand By Me? That's a lyric from Good King Wenceslaus. Anyway, nor will we dip into evil versions of regular Santa, often rewritings of the character as a cruel and despotic North Pole overlord, as in the DC comic Lobo's Paramilitary Christmas Special, or depictions of real Santa snapping and turning violent, as in Weird Al Yankovic's The Night Santa Went Crazy. No. Today we will discuss the full-on monsters. We will begin with the modern Christmas classic Rare Exports, a 2010 Finnish film in which a mining company digs too deeply and accidentally discovers St. Nicholas, who is enormous and frozen in an only semi-transparent block of ice except for his huge, curving, goatish horns. He awaits awakening like a Lovecraftian deity, and his elves, who are a horde of normal-sized, naked, bearded men, ancient-looking and incredibly gaunt, work towards this goal. As an aside, there are just so many naked, emaciated, elderly men in this movie, and its casting director must have had resources that I not only cannot imagine, but cannot imagine wanting to imagine. 
These elves collect children to be sacrificed to their evil Christmassy overlord until they are defeated by our ragtag band of heroes who distract them with gingerbread and then round them up and train them to become mall Santas to be shipped in boxes all over the world, the rare exports of the title. One wonders exactly how these sales are made. Dear Pinedale Shopping Mall, would you like us to ship you a human being in a box to be your Santa? But then capitalism is pretty garbage. If this sounds like a weird movie to you, please be assured that it is. So weird. But it has rapidly carved a place as a modern Christmas horror classic. A very similar sort of evil Santa appears on the SCP Foundation website, which is organized as the files of a secret organization that monitors and contains various supernatural and otherwise bizarre threats to humanity. What it in fact is in our world is a crowd-sourced exercise in horror writing, each entry having its own author with a community and a rough canon built from that. Of course, as a result of this, the various files vary wildly in quality, but SCP-4666 is one of the better ones. It details sightings north of 40 degrees latitude of a naked, emaciated, bearded man, certainly shades of rare exports as elves. He haunts families for 11 nights, seen in the distance or heard on the roof, and then he moves on the 12th, torturing and slaughtering the family in front of one of the children and then abducting that child 85% of the time, or giving the child a present made out of the mortal remains of other children without slaughtering the family the other 15%. The abducted children are then taken someplace underground and are either made into these presents or forced to make other children into them. I'd say something very sarcastic about Merry Christmas, everyone here, but that would be putting too fine a point on it. That is the whole thing here. Christmas is good. Using its imagery makes evil more shocking. Abracadabra. Returning to the cinema of Northern Europe, where they do seem to like this sort of thing, there's the Dutch film Sint, also from 2010. In this, Santa is not an eldritch horror, but rather the ghost of evil Bishop Niklas, whose gang of marauders had been killed on December 5th, 1492, and now, whenever this calendar date coincides with the full moon, they all return from the grave as vengeful wraiths and murder literally hundreds of people, and then this is covered up by the Roman Catholic Church, which is, alas, the most credible part of this story. A legal complaint was filed in the Netherlands over the posters for this film, in which it was demanded that they all be taken down because of their depictions of an evil Sinterklaas, the Dutch Santa Claus. Sinterklaas is Santa Claus, I have explained that to you now. That they be taken down because they were scaring children. Turns out scaring children in the Netherlands is not illegal. Mysterious cosmic horror and vengeful Catholic wraiths are a bit nuanced, though, for the American demonic Santa movie of around this time, 2005's Santa's Slay, spelled S-L-A-Y, which means, you know, to kill someone, rather than the sled, you know, that Santa usually... Anyway, in this one, Santa is just a demon, a demon who was defeated by an angel in 81,005 in a game of curling, Hold on. Yes, curling, and sentenced to be Santa for 1,000 years. Well, 
Now those thousand years are up, and it's time to go back to the demon stuff, such as killing people using Christmas tree toppers as throwing stars, and killing Fran Drescher by drowning her in eggnog, which is, of course, just fine. Another genre of monster Santa is the otherwise unrelated monster disguised as Santa, though this usually winds up being pretty gentle. The greatest of these is, of course, the Grinch, whose villainy is undone when he robs a whole bunch of people and then they don't complain about it. Something of a tall order, I feel. If Whoville had the internet, presumably a vocal minority would have flooded it with fury at the loss of their presence and also their hoo-hash, and not only would the Grinch's heart have not grown three sizes, but he would have been moved to bomb Whoville back to the Stone Age. Not cool, the Grinch. Probably a bridge too far for Grinch fans, who are, of course, numerous, the Grinch being right out the gate the patron saint of feeling any sort of unhappiness about Christmas, which, of course, many people do. Maybe you entirely hate it, maybe it's just an occasional misgiving, but regardless, the charisma and sympathy of the Grinch is hard to resist. Not evil, but more or less monstrous, is Jack Skellington, who adopts Santa's mantle in The Nightmare Before Christmas, which of course is one of the Halloweeniest movies ever made. Frankly, it's unabashed propaganda by Big Halloween. Almost, anyone, almost everyone in it is a monster of some sort. Jack Skellington is, of course, a sort of animated skeleton, and he is also the Pumpkin King, presumably the hereditary absolute monarch of a sort of large orange gourd. Do the gourds issue currency? Do they enter the Olympics? The mind swims. Then there's his girlfriend Sally, an unliving thing, a rag doll, animated into a hideous semblance of life, or rather a kind of an adorable semblance of life in this case. She was animated by Dr. Finkelstein, nominally a cartoonized human, but able to easily and safely expose his own brain for all of the various advantages that that confers. And then there's Jack's dog Zero, a ghost, implying that Zero died with unfinished business, tethering him to Earth. Maybe there was a stick that he never got to fetching, and he must roam the Earth forever in search of it. And so on. Terry, Terry Pratchett's very popular Discworld series gets in on this as well, with its charming and friendly angel of death taking over for this world's Santa analog, the Hogfather, one time. This is difficult to tell jokes about, however, because, of course, this is already a comedy, a problem we will be encountering more and more. And indeed, not one of these Santas, regardless of how horary, has been entirely without intentional absurdity. Certainly not anti-claws from the 1994 video game Days Before Christmas, D-A-Z-E. Uh, perhaps you do not remember this video game, because you have had something better to think about, including literally anything, trying to build a working steam engine entirely out of banana peels, whatever. It is also possible that you do not remember this because it was developed in Norway and released in Australia exclusively, at least at first, because globalization promised us a world of togetherness and gave us days before Christmas. In any case, in this game you played Santa Claus, trying to get his presents back from the evil Mouse King, which sounds ridiculous, but is a reference to the Nutcracker, wherein it is also ridiculous. And by drinking tea, you can turn into anti-claws, where you look demonic and lose your magic powers, but are now able to just wail on people with your gift bag, which actually does sound pretty satisfying. A different sort of anti-Santa appears in the anime and manga 
Majoko Tsukoi-chan, about a friendly young girl witch, in which Devil Santa appears and kills regular Santa, who is then resurrected as Mecha Santa, who then defeats Devil Santa. And what's fun about anime and manga is that this is one of the few entries here that isn't self-consciously absurd. In anime and manga, this is a Tuesday. Santas can also be turned evil by becoming zombies, which is the sad fate of the character in the 2008 video game Little Red Riding Hood's Zombie Barbecue, in which Storyland is subjected to a zombie apocalypse. Soon to be a major motion picture. I was about to say in my imagination, but probably not at this point. By speaking its name aloud, I've probably just accidentally summoned it like a demon from hell. So all of these are taking the spirit of Christmas giving and making him horrifically violent instead. A somewhat different angle is taken by the goth alien invasion comedy cartoon show Invader Zim in its 2002 Christmas episode, The Most Horrible Christmas Ever. In googling this, I came across a Christian dating site called Zim, which might be the wrongest googling I have ever experienced, and I hope it happens in reverse a lot to online Christian daters. In the cartoon episode, the evil AI Santa doesn't kill people, but rather commands them to build the teleporter to remove all of humanity from Earth, which they then eagerly begin to do, because he's Santa. Everybody loves Santa. So this isn't about Santa's goodness subverted, but rather his power, his status as a universally beloved cultural symbol, and the abuses that an evil Santa could put that to. Eventually he is shot into space, but as we learn in a framing device set two million years in the future, he then returns every Christmas to attack the Earth, making Christmas into a time of worldwide terror. The, this episode, one is told, received 103 complaints from concerned parents. Because just because you have given birth to a child, this does not mean that you are not just super dumb, and of course, this also proves the episode's point in its way. Santa is adored in a way that can get very brainless, one of the last sacred things in an increasingly secular world. But perhaps this with Christmas becoming a time of fear in the future sounds familiar to you. And it had, in fact, been done before this in a 1999 episode of the animated TV show Futurama created by Matt Groening, who more famously created The Simpsons, a show that apparently will continue to be produced for millions of years after the extinction of humanity. Not so for Futurama, alas, which is certainly the funnier show, and with one of the greatest of all evil Santas. It's Robot Santa who terrorizes the world every Christmas. Robot Santa combines a number of Santa tropes. He's horrifically violent. He is a ruthless dictator, working his alien elves to starvation and observing the people of the world through an ominous wall of televisions. And he even snapped in his way, doing what he does simply because he has judged everybody to be naughty. He's not wrong. But again here, we have the problem of telling jokes about a comedy, so I will simply relay Robot Santa's quote, Your mistletoe is no match for my toe missile, and bring this talk to its close. Thank you for listening, and whatever Santa you observe, demonic, undead, or mecha, Merry Christmas. Dead North and Blight Christmas are oncoming productions created by Sean and Mallory Dillon, with assistance from Hot Chocolate Media. Theme and interstitial music is by Eric Ostrom. 
We very much want to pay the artists that contribute to Dead North while covering our costs. We'd love your help in doing that. Go to OncomingProductions.com to sign up at Patreon to help sustain this podcast with even just $1 a month. Happy holidays. Tune in tomorrow. And stay safe out there.